the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me explode. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Y'all longtime Andrea K. Show listeners know that that's usually about the time I start laughing when I hear that whole, you know, towards the end riff from that song TNT. But I'm really not laughing today. You know, my spirits are not good. Uh, my home state of Louisiana is suffering a tremendous, tremendous natural disaster and tragedy down there. My heart is literally breaking. And so I'm really honored and pleased to have with me someone from WBRZ. My old station from back when I was at LSU, Michael Shingleton is here uh, reporting on what's happening down in Baton Rouge. Michael, thanks for being on the Andrea K Show. Glad to join you. Thank you for having me. Um, I don't know. I mean, it really just kind of started hitting me, the extent of what's gone on down there. And I got family and friends all over the entire state that's been keeping me abreast of it. But I think it's because if you're not there, the pitchers don't really do it justice in terms of the extent, the enormity of what has happened here. Not too terribly long. It may 11 years post-Katrina may sound like a long time to a lot of people, but if you've got family and friends down there, I have many family and friends that are still trying to put their lives back together past Katrina. How can you explain to those around the nation? Because I want to I help bring more focus to the situation. How can you explain to my listeners around the country the extent of the damage well, I don't think Katrina is a fair comparison. This, uh, I mean, for the folks living in Livingston Parish, parts of East Baton Rouge, Ascension Parishes, near Baton Rouge, of course, they're feeling the, the brunt of this. They've uh, just been completely devastated. But uh, Katrina, obviously, there was a lot more people displaced. You're talking about 650,000 people for Katrina. This, this just isn't the population uh, up near Baton Rouge than compared to New Orleans, but yeah, the, uh, the scope of the devastation is, it really is amazing. I mean, of, of course, in media, sometimes you get desensitized to seeing this all the time, but uh, I mean, places that weren't supposed to flood, places that uh, homes that were in floodplain X, where they're not required to have flood insurance, getting six to eight feet of water in their homes. None of these people have flood insurance, so now they're trying to go through the process of dealing with FEMA and hoping hoping for some uh, other assistance from the federal government. It really is. i tell you what's remarkable, Andrea. It's the n- number of people that have uh, just come to help. I mean, you said you're from Louisiana. You know how uh, big of hearts we have down mm-hmm. here. And to see uh, the, the Cajun Navy come in and, yeah. and rescue folks on boats, those were just civilians that just happened right. to have boats that 
you know, did what they right. could to get people out of flood water. Yeah. In fact, they were my hero of the week. I give out a hero of the week award every week on my show. They were my hero of the week uh, last year, uh, last week. Um, so what are there parts that are still kind of under threat? Because, you know, the hurricane season is still upon us. We still got a lot sure. some expected rain coming up. What can we see in terms of any, if any, upcoming continued floods? Well, we always watch the tropics down here along the Gulf Coast, not just Louisiana, but Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, parts of Texas. And, you know, there's no real system that's uh, developing right now. I know that there's an Invest 97 that uh, has like a 50 percent chance of developing. So, of course, we're keeping an eye on that. In terms of flooding right now, a lot of the water's gone down. Uh, most of those rivers and tributaries uh, obviously crested late last week if not over the weekend, and are falling. But nonetheless, there are parts of uh, Lower Livingston Parish that still have water, and they're waiting for that to go down. I know your listeners probably aren't familiar, but there's a uh, a basin called Alligator Bayou and Spanish Lake. And right now what they're doing, they're having to cut out a part of a roadway mm-hmm. in order to allow that lake to drain back into another bayou so that mm-hmm. it can drain out. And it, it, it's, a, it's a tedious process. I mean, they're, they're draining somewhere of 100,000 gallons a minute, but it, it's just, it's not moving fast enough. And the, the fear is some of the folks living down there, we're talking to couple thousand people are going to have water in their homes for another three to four weeks. Wow. Well, one, my best friend who's, who lives in, in East Baton Rouge, her home was spared, thank God. She was actually displaced. See, many of my family and friends that live in BR right now actually got pushed there because of Katrina. So I know most wow. of my people in my in my life, in my world, are only in BR because of Katrina. So there is a connection there for me. But, I, I you know, she was spared, but she said the smell down there, it just took her right back to Katrina. And when I look, I know it's not the scope of Katrina, which went all the way up through, because I also got family by way of like, you know, sure. Waveland and Biloxi. I mean, I got them everywhere right. over there. I mean, of course, it's not that big. But when you have 100,000 people, particularly people that were told they didn't have to buy flood insurance and now they right. got nothing. And then on top of it, they got to rely on the Cajun Army, the Cajun Navy and the Cajun Army going house by house, you know, do, na- street by street neighbor to try to help because they're not getting the national attention that they should have because there wasn't a name attached to it, like a Sandy or like a Katrina or whatever. I mean, people are hurting down there. And then I hear and, you know, I, I don't know what your politics are. I didn't intend to get all political on this. But, you know, then I hear that Obama finally decides to come down there. And he's meeting with the Stur- yeah. and he's meeting with the Sterling family. I mean, is that true, yes. or is that, or, is that, or am I being punked? No, you're not. Right now, he is meeting with the family of Al. The three law enforcement officers that lost their lives, their families as well. So, uh, you know, it, he was criticized a lot for not coming then and not being more vocal for those two situations. We've had one hell of a summer, to say the least, but. Uh, you know, I, I guess the the silver lining is that he is he is here, and you know we talk a lot about national attention, and I think there's two sides to that coin. There are the folks that are wishing that the politicians would stay away because there is so much recovery and cleanup needed right now. But the flip side of that coin is if they don't come, then we don't get the national attention, right. and the national attention will help. And I'll tell you a, a quick story. February, the president was here. Uh, you're probably familiar with McKinley High School, which is right in downtown Baton Rouge. Yes. And he had a town hall type forum there and he spoke to a lot of folks and whatnot. And coincidentally, on the way back to the airport, uh, 
I imagine your listeners don't know much about Baton Rouge traffic, but you sure do. Baton Rouge traffic is horrible. Mm -hmm. And he lived through some of that bottleneck and made some sort of vow or promise, if you will, to help alleviate that traffic mess. And sure enough, there have been uh, some measures taken, money set aside from the federal government to help with that. So having said that, I believe that having the president here, regardless of what political side of the aisle you fall on, it will hopefully help in bringing some disaster relief, especially to the flood victims that did not have flood insurance. Absolutely. Because, you know, I had some family that lost everything after Katrina and the ones that had insurance rebuilt, the ones that didn't, didn't rebuild. And I thought, you know what? I'm about personal responsibility. Sorry, cousin Louie, you didn't do what you needed to do. You knew you need, you knew you lived in St. Bernard Parish. You needed flood insurance. You didn't get it. But these people, you know, are truly suffering and we should not be a government that picks and chooses, you know, losers like this and and who they're going to get behind and who they're not. If President Obama is going to go to Sandy and support them there. He should have been on the ground sooner because that's what motivates the celebrities to do the big telethons to get the money because these people have nothing. They have nothing now. You know, there's people that just closed on a home, brand new home and just took on a big mortgage. And now they or or the heartbreaking stories of, you know, the Cajun army going around and pulling out all these personal possessions and people's entire right. lives now are out on their on their gutter and in and, and their front step and their sidewalk and like I, like I said I am somebody who believes in personal responsibility but if we are going to be a nation that has government programs to help people who more than people like this who through no right. fault of their own are suffering and we've got billions of dollars that's being spent to bring in you know refugees because we supposedly have a heart to people around the world and we're not bringing the attention and the focus to you know our and I would be saying this if it wasn't my home state I hope Hope people get that. Right. But you know what? Even if I come across as selfish right now, I can live with that because there are 100,000 homes in an entire what Denham Springs, the entire Denham Springs underwater. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll throw some numbers at you there. So the entire population of Livingston Parish, which is just to the east of Baton Rouge, for your listeners that may not know, there are about 130,000 people, I think, in uh, right around 130,000 people that live in Livingston Parish. Of that, 75% had flood water, had their homes yeah. destroyed, 91, 90%, somewhere around 90, 91% of businesses completely destroyed. So that took out about 95% of the parish workforce. Mm-hmm. So now there's a lot of people not only looking for places to live and an already saturated uh, housing market that uh, right. don't have anywhere to work either. Right, And a lot of that did have to do with, with people getting pushed, you know, to be our... Uh, from New Orleans. Sure. What are the relief organizations that you think that people, if you want to say, uh, who people should get behind? Because e- e- even after Katrina, most of the time we see greater work done by private organizations and particularly, you know, organizations of faith. So it, it, where should people go if they want to help? I think the United Way is good. Uh, I think that uh, the in terms of donations to the Red Cross, a $10 donation and up can go a long way. But uh, having said that, there's been a little bit of a scuttle here with the Red Cross because uh, people are going there bringing food, canned goods, you know, bottled water and whatnot. And they're turning a lot of that away. What? That they don't take donations. Yeah, I mean, we have that uh, story posted on our website, WBRC.com. It was from last night. So that was a little strange. I, I I never heard of such a thing, but uh Well I heard that you know. they I heard that out by way of Lafayette there was a center out there and they were turning away somebody who wanted to go in and pray with people and I thought, well, you know what? Uh, you know, I guess, you know, they want to separate, you know, the religion out of there or whatever. I, sure. I get that. But you turn in away food? 
That's crazy. That, that was the report last night. So wow. Uh, but then the, the Red Cross had a response saying basically that they've never uh, the Red Cross has never advertised itself as basically a pantry. So <laughs> okay, they just do logistical. Logistical support. Okay. Well, I'll remember that next time that, you know, I decide I want to give some, some food or whatever, some, some sure. rations out to people. I'll think, think twice about them as an organization. So, Michael, thank you so much for being here. And I, and I hope that I can Absolutely. call on you maybe in the forward, in, in the future to give us some updates on what's happening down there because I really hope that people don't forget about, about these innocent people. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. All right. And oh, by the way, where are all these celebrities? We want to talk about raising money and fundraising. Remember after Katrina, where are you, Kanye West? Okay, when you said Bush hates black people, and that's why he wasn't down there in Louisiana. Right? All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about some other headlines going on there with about Hillary Clinton and the email scandal. We're going to be talking about somebody who basically lived with Hillary and Bill for two years during the Clinton administration. None other than Buzz Patterson. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you here with me. Ooh, a little CCR. Good song choice there, Polly, for my peeps down in Louisiana. I'm glad to have you all here with me, and I'm especially excited to have my next guest. I teased it up before the break. I said, coming up next is somebody who actually lived with Hillary I know people are screaming right now. Lived with Hillary and Bill for two years, actually, in the White House. I hope he got some combat pay for that, because that's some really rough duty, in my opinion. Of course, I'm talking about Buzz Patterson, a senior White House aide, used to carry the nuclear football. I'm not sure we really know what the football actually is. It really a football? We're going to talk about that with him. Author of Dereliction of Duty, Buzz Patterson, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, great to have. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much for asking. Sure. Okay. Um, as senior White House aide, what exactly was your job in the Clinton administration? Yeah, it was a lot of things, actually. The, the most visible aspect of it, Andrea, was the fact that I did carry the nuclear football, which is a large black satchel that has um, all the nuclear capability this country has to offer, whether it's in retaliation of a strike or to uh, launch a strike. And I was that person around President Bill Clinton 24 hours a day, seven days a week for two years. Wow. As such, I had a I had a White House bedroom. I had an office in the White House, 
And no matter where he and his wife went, I was right there. So you can imagine it was probably it was a very interesting, eye-opening two years. Well, I bet. And I think right now a lot of people are wondering, we find out today that uh, the files for Vince Foster are missing from the National Archives. And every time I talk to somebody who knows really the behind the scenes, like the real deal of, of Hillary and Bill, and they're still walking around, I got to wonder, you know, are you nervous about uh, about the fact that you do know where all the bones are buried? Yeah, you know what? Figuratively, I, I of course. Been. Yeah, I had uh, when I wrote my first book, uh, Dereliction of Duty. I was, was back in two thousand and three. Um, I was really concerned about that. My wife and my young children, and uh, we were, you know, we were very careful how we went about that. And um, you know, I still look over my shoulder occasionally. I do have quite a few crack pots that'll uh, pop up on occasion, and uh, you know, and uh, whether through you know email or stalking me or those kind of things. But typically. The Clintons have left me alone because both all my books have done really, really well. I think they just don't want to call attention to the books. So they've <laughs> yeah. actually been quiet. All right. Good. Well, I actually had Dinesh D'Souza on my show last week, and he was like, look, I'm so high profile. He, It's like the his public um, profile is so high that he thinks that that provides him a shield, and I think it might be with you as well. Um, you have two years with Hillary tells me that – the old adage is you don't really know anybody unless you live with them. You lived with her. You know her. You know Bill. What do we need to know? <laughs> well, uh, she's not a very nice person. Um, in my two years there, uh, I recall frequently her just going off. Um, her, her, She's got a very vile and explosive temper, and she's very profane. And I would see her just almost daily basis just eviscerate people um, for relatively insignificant things you know i remember one time we were going on a vacation down to st thomas and uh we realized upon landing at st thomas that chelsea had left her school books back at uh, hilton head south carolina where we had just departed and hillary screwed herself in the top air force one and was holding everybody imaginable accountable for that except for chelsea of course right so i had to scramble air force jets out of andrews air force base to fly down to hilton head pick up those books to get them to st thomas so that Chelsea had it when she woke up in the morning. Wow. And that was not a rare occurrence. That was, that was uh, more common than I want to remember. And uh, she, again, Hillary had, does not have any of the um, political acumen that her husband has. She's not nearly as good a uh, speaker, not nearly as intelligent in my estimation, uh, but is, is, is uh, ego-driven, narcissistic, vindictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things that just paint a real uh, poor scenario for our next commander in chief. Well, you know what? Um, it's interesting hearing these behind the scenes stories, but I will tell you that some of that isn't necessarily, you know, uh, shocking revelations. I think anybody who's heard her give a speech realizes that she's got all the charm and charisma of these, you know, basement dweller bugs that, that are in the bottom <laughs> part of my house that just creep me out. Um, so what what comes to mind for me is I and I had Dick Morris on my show recently, too, and I asked him, I said, what is it about her then that allows she has no charisma? She has no real record of achievement on her own. Yet here she is actually in a position to possibly be the next president of the United States. How how is she able to overcome the lack of charisma, the lack of achievement, the complete corruption that's been involved with her and her husband all these years, some of which is now just on her, not even on Bill? Why is America letting her get away with this? Well, several reasons. They've built a tremendous machine, and I have to tell you, quite frankly, personally, 
I was I was really impressed with the, the machine they built, the, the staff around them, the people they surround themselves with, the money they have coming in. It's all the same people that go back to the Arkansas days, actually, and uh, the same people that Bill had in the White House will be the same people that Hillary will have in the White House. They're really good at circling the wagons. They have uh, mainstream media in their back pocket because they treat them very well. They always did when I was there at the White House. We treated them very well, the media that is, on Air Force One. And she's allowed to, they're allowed to skate and basically lie their way through um, their careers. And basically, they, they look at the country as being their big uh, political and financial playground. Right. And we've allowed it to go on too long. Right. Oh, yeah. And in fact, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to Buzz Patterson, author of Dereliction of Duty, uh, How Bill Clinton Compromised America's National Security is the tail end of that title. Um, what, I, what I find interesting is that I've heard you tell a story that nobody else is talking about. Today, everybody's talking about 15,000 new Hillary hidden emails. Uh, people are acting as though corruption involving the Clintons with the Clinton Foundation is something new. But you've told a story involving China that goes back to when Bill was uh, still running for office and some pay for play that took place there, correct? Absolutely. That was probably, in my estimation, the biggest crime that the Clintons committed in his two years, uh, his two terms as our president, was uh, during 1995 and 1996, as he was establishing his reelection campaign. While we were focused on Monica Lewinsky and a possible impeachment, he was uh, transferring technology to the Chinese, uh, missile targeting and uh, satellite technology to the Chinese that, that has now allowed them to be able to hit the shores of the United States of America with nuclear weapons. That all went wow. under the table uh, without much, uh, much attention whatsoever. I think the Republicans were so focused on Monica that they didn't see the real, the real pay-for-play was uh, him getting money from the Chinese for his campaign while giving them you know, highly classified secrets. We really are the stupid party because this is where we're at right now is we have had a Republican Party that has allowed the Clintons and allowed the Democrats and allowed the media to cover up for all their corruptions and crimes. We've allowed it to go on for so long, the Republican Party has, that now the American public is pretty much desensitized to it. It's kind of like, what's new? So she's lying all the time. Well, don't they all lie? Didn't, you know, so... And and here we are. I mean, but I've heard that you say that you still believe that Trump's going to win. I think he's going to win. I do believe that. I believe when it comes down to it, I I also think it's going to be an October surprise. I think that there's just too much out there on Benghazi, the emails, the Clinton Foundation. uh, And I think that the WikiLeaks guy might be the key to all that, releasing those just prior to uh, November. Um, There's just so much there that I can't imagine her getting by this time. I mean, when I wrote my first book, Andrew, I, I wrote it because, in my estimation, being a military officer coming out of the White House, to me, character does matter. Character mm-hmm. still still matters. And there was no character in uh, the personalities and in, in, in the makeup of uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. And I have to believe in where we are right now with this country, we have to reelect character, somebody we can trust, who's mm-hmm. got integrity. Uh, and, and I don't see any of that in Hillary quite frankly. Well, she's, excuse me for interrupting. She's actually proven to America that she doesn't have that. Everybody knows now or should know that if they don't, they, they're just trying not to know that what, what happened with Benghazi 
even if you don't even if you don't understand the illegal gun running oper- operation and all that, everybody knows now that it was a flat out lie from her and Obama as to the video. They looked in the eyes of the family members, Buzz, and yeah. lied to them yeah. and then launched a cover up that went on for weeks, including a phony commercial that they shot that ran over in Pakistan, blaming, you know, some American filmmaker on a video. I mean, we know it's been proven now. Even Comey admitted himself that this woman lied about uh, her, the emails in, in which she violated the Espionage Act and every the rest of us, as Comey said, would, would all be in prison. So absolutely character matters, but she's got the, you're right. They've got the media in the tank for them, and they're making it all right now about Trump's character and Trump's temperament. Correct? That's yeah, exactly right. I think, sadly, this is a sad commentary for, this, for our nation, but I think, sadly, Democrats don't vote for the person. They only vote for the little D next to the person's name. They're, they're willing to overlook all sorts of, um, you know, problems and, and crimes and, and dishonesty as long as there's a D next to the name. And that's how Hillary has survived to this date, because she really didn't do anything in Senate or as Secretary of State either, except screw things up. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's the bottom line. We have to get through to the American people that it should be about character and about the about the person, not the party. Uh, and Republicans have done a poor job with that as well. Well, you are one of the few people who who's out in the media right now who who's not speaking from a place of theory. You are speaking from a place of experience and the fact that you you truly know these people in a way that very few do. We actually have a faction. I don't know how large of the Republican Party, the never Trump movement that actually has themselves convinced that Trump is as bad or worse than Hillary in the the minute we have left. What would you like to say to them? I would say that uh, you know, a, a no vote, uh, a not voting for Trump or voting for Johnson is a vote for Hillary. And um, I have talked to many people on the Trump staff, and from what I can understand, they, they do listen. He is surrounding himself with really good people. I have met and know Mike Pence, a wonderful man, a man of high character. Uh, ben Carson's part of that campaign. I think that Trump will do a lot of the same things that Ronald Reagan did, but surround him with people who will tell him straight, uh, exactly how to go about things. And I don't think that uh, he may make some mistakes, but I think he's going to have a great staff around him. But again, a, a no vote or a vote for Johnson, a third party ballot, ballot vote is going to be a vote for Hillary. And why do we not want Hillary? Uh, she is, of all the people I've ever met in my entire life, she is the most vile, dishonest, self-serving, egotistic person I've ever met. And I, all I see in her is power. Uh, that's all she's ever wanted. That's why she stayed with Bill with, with the Monica Lewinsky thing. They, it was a business arrangement. From that point on, she became the co-president. And this is this is her realizing a dream. And she will be decimate, decimating for the U.S. military as, as our commander-in-chief. If she gets away with what she's done with her emails and class, unclassified server, how is she going to hold Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marine guys to the, to the higher standard, which is prosecution and possibly Fort Leavenworth, if they were to reveal classified information? Right. And, her, and her whole thing of playing dumb with the classified, weren't you the one who gave her classified briefings on a regular basis? She knew exactly what was on her server, didn't she? Yeah, yes. I was the person that would uh, t- take in and deliver the re- we, uh, get back the uh, presidential daily briefing, the PDB. It was highly classified. I had the highest classified, just the same as the president, in the nation. And so did she. she. She knew full well what she was doing when she decided not to go through the State Department system. She knew it was a secure system because we had one in the White House. It was the exact same system. Mm-hmm. So she knew exactly what she was doing. It's all got to be tied to the 
the Clinton Foundation, most of it anyway, and she mm-hmm. just didn't want people to know what was going on in Benghazi. And the guy she was communicating with most often was Sidney Blumenthal, who I also worked with at the White House, who was the biggest snake I, I can possibly imagine, a straight political guy that would do anything for the Clintons. He was their dirty trickster, and uh, Hillary is still using him. Wow. All right. Well, Buzz, how can people um, find you and read your blog post well, and see your go to hear you at events and your speaking engagements? Yeah, I do a lot of speaking, actually, in the Southern California area. I have a lot coming up, actually. If they go to my website, which is uh, buzzpatterson.net, I'm on there and put my events up on there. I've also got a couple of Facebook pages, uh, Buzz Patterson, uh, where I post a lot of my blogs and uh, my speaking events as well. And I'm always commenting about the Clintons just about any day. There's quite a few videos of my speeches, too, on my website where I really lay it out. Awesome. Uh, for everybody who wants to watch the C-SPAN stuff uh, on, on my website, it's uh, – uh, pretty pretty thorough um, going over the Clintons. They'll learn a lot. Absolutely. Everybody needs to go there. Buzz, thanks again for being here. Anytime. Thank you. All right. All right. Stay with me, Andrea K. Show listeners. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to take it up the road. Buzz lives in L.A. we got other stuff happening up in L.A., and Della B. is going to tell us all about it. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K.? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Hi, my name is Colin Polkala, and I'm the owner and founder of Polkala Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Polkala Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We is moving. Moving along, another good song choice there, Polly. What a, I could spend days talking to that Buzz Patterson man. He just has all the scoop on those Clintons. I, I'm, I'm hoping that he stays safe and sound because I think we need him around throughout the rest of the election to tell us what's happening. And he's based not far up the road, but, um, you know, he's he nails it out on those partners in crime, those Clintons. But you know who's like my partner in crime? It's none other than my girl, Della B., who's back with me to tell me about all the happenings up in L.A. Hey, Della. Hey, baby. I guess Polly missed the, the Della B. signature song, but that's okay, Polly. That's yeah, all right. Okay. Dirty Laundry. All dirty right. Laundry. That's her signature song. Okay, so th- speaking of dirty, what's the dirty? I have a new cause. Oh, you do? 
This cause is headed by none other than the delicious Tyler Perry. Oh, I love this. Actor, Tyler director, Perry. extraordinarily handsome man. And from Georgia. From yeah. Georgia. Uh, no, isn't he from BR? Did he not is he not from Baton Rouge? I don't know. He's down in Atlanta. He has all these, you know, he's he's got all kinds of stuff going on down there. That's where his headquarters is at. All right. Polly Polly's Googling him right now. But yeah, you're well, right. Well Atlanta's I hope I'm not wrong. If no. I'm be Googled, well, no. I have a new cause. <laughs> it's headed by Tyler. Okay. And here's the chant. White actors matter. White actors, actors matter. matter. White That's actors right. matter. Let's put that to right. music. Okay, now, Tyler, right. he came up with that? What's he, he doing? He did. He What's has he a doing new TV night? show. He has the first scripted television show that he's produced, direct, written, whatever. It's called Too Close to Home. It's on the TLC. And basically, it's it's a show, and, and it's got a, like an all-white cast. But wow. He, well, yeah. Well, how is he? How is he supposed to know what to do with white actors if he's not white? I don't understand this. Well, I don't know. But he he was questioned the other night on the street by somebody. He was asked about, well, why 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 are you casting so many white people? Of course, the show <laughs> is about white trash in the White House. So I mean, you oh. know. So is he, he predicting? Said, is he predicting a Hillary win? Well, it, anyway. it was a male president in his uh-huh. in Tyler's version, okay. and um, but his his answer was, "I can't believe you are asking me this. Right. People are people, and people need to just let that go." Thank you, thank you, Tyler. Okay, yeah, hello. It, it, like it doesn't even. It's I, I don't, I'm even at a loss for words on this. That anybody would go to Tyler Perry and question him about whether or not he should be writing a script for white people. I mean, how racist are that? Do you know who, who asked this question? Were these just like people on the street or was this media? It was, it was, I don't know. It was some photographers and, you know, he was coming out of a place and some, you know, people were paparazzi was there and they had to ask him about that. Well, and look, it's like, if he's my, like if, looking at him like, I cannot, the, how many people does he employ? I mean, he is just, yeah. he said, if you're writing, writing, writing a story about a man and a woman, it, the color don't matter. Well, this is a man who played Medea. Okay, if he could play an old lady, okay, Medea, and Medea goes to Washington or whatever it was she did, the man could write for anybody, okay, because people are people. In fact, I think I should probably have Polly Google this as well, but I think he famously said a quote, hey, if you don't want my God in Hollywood, you don't want me in Hollywood because there's no separating me and my God. Mm. So I love me some Tyler Perry and not just because he is yummy and delicious, but he's incredibly talented. So that might actually be like the first scripted show in a while that I might actually tune into. It's called what? Awesome. It started this. It started uh, yesterday evening on TLC. Are they filming it in Atlanta? Because there's uh, so probably, much work. Yeah, probably, and, that is know, his base of his. Let me, I just have to say, mm-hmm. I saw like in a trailer of Heather Locklear. Oh, no. Is she in it? Yes, but it didn't even. I was like, "Who is that?" (laughs) I didn't recognize Heather. I didn't. She had her hair and a chignon, and she's had like she she has that Ashley Judd kind of oh no thing going on. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, did she did she Meg Ryan her face or Priscilla Presley her face with some bad puffy? Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, but I still love Heather. She's gorgeous. Didn't we grow up loving Heather in Dynasty, people? Come on. Oh, my goodness. I loved her. So what else is happening? Uh, Well, I have a story out of the Olympics that's just not getting the attention that it deserves. Because while the world was all into the thrill of victory for Michael Phelps and Simone Biles, and we had the whole Ryan Lochte thing going on, there was a little story of the agony of defeat that went on. Okay. 
All right. It was kind of an epic. Okay. It was overshadowed. All right. Yeah. I, I didn't watch a whole lot of the Olympics, but I'm, I'm curious yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, Japanese pole vaulter Hiroki Ogita okay. suffered what I like to refer to as the long duck dong syndrome. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is going where I think it's... I wish I had. I wish I had Polly on camera right now. My engineer. <laughs> Polly, would you like to contribute? Not a thing. <laughs> Polly is not googling. No, my hand dog. is away from the keyboard. <laughs> he scared him. My, he scared him. My rub off on him. What happened? Well, while attempting to clear five meters in the pole vault, the unthinkable <laughs> happened when. Hiroki's third leg took the bar down, <laughs> leaving him in the twenty-first place. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it ended his dreams of gold. <laughs> although, although, if, although, if if I don't want to be crude here, although if he's got that kind of sport happening for him, he might end up winning the gold when it comes to the ladies down the road. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, yeah. Predictions are that viewership will go up in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I think his hotness thing went up, too. Well, his hotness went up. I don't know about other Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. I'm thinking somebody that's in the jockstrap industry might get a hold of this video and, like, say, this is what you don't want to have happen. Use our jockstrap. Well, and well, but I'm also wondering, you know, if the if whoever designed his, because you would think that the the garment or whatever the outfit like the gymnasts wear very tightly it's hard to make sure everything's like snug and like stays where it's supposed to stay i'm hoping maybe that whoever was in charge well, of the wardrobe that wouldn't get taken out to the back to a woodshed and beat because well, there shouldn't have been anything sticking out okay to affect the pole vault there is well said. it's massive all right we, we, you whatever. know what I, we got to keep it g yeah. we got to keep it g yeah all right Della. you know what i'm saying i know we know what you're saying baby doll thanks for being here uh-huh. love you Ooh, I got to transition off that, that Della B. She was bringing the naughty to the Andrea K. show. Now we got to get into a little business, like some serious business. You know, I, I always like to give my opinions like I did at the top of the show or kind of throughout the show tonight. But then I want to give also transition into news and information that you can actually use out there. Um, both of the campaigns, Trump and Clinton, have been talking about regulations. And those of you who've been following my show for a long time know how much I love business. You know how concerned I've been about regulations. After Trump gave his speech, I kind of called him out. I said I liked some of the things that he said, but I, in, in general, but it was a little too vague for me. I didn't think he really got into some specifics about which regulations maybe were kind of causing the most trouble to our economy and what he would want to have rolled back, what specific regulation and impact. And they were a little too general in terms of big corporations. Same thing with Hillary. I felt like she was a little too vague. And then she actually even got into this weird bombastic stuff by saying that, oh, Republicans want to, you know, poison children by repealing EPA. I mean, there was no real specifics anybody could use. And, you know, really, and both were geared to big business. I love small business. Small business is the lifeblood of our economy. That's what drives jobs in this country. That's what we have got to kickstart. And so I got my buddy, Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law, who's joining me now to talk about actual regulations that actually affect small business and how he helps them. Kalyan, welcome to the show. I would say it's all about employment. You know, it's all about, you know, how these, uh, how you, how these businesses classify their employees and, how uh, if they're independent contractors or 
uh, employees. And I mean, when you listen to like Trump talk about it and you listen to Hillary talk about it, they both talk about regulations as some sort of boogeyman because they're really trying to connect with my clients, the small business owner. And because those are the people who are, you know, who are voters, who are the people who are the most worried about the economy. Uh, they're the ones creating jobs by themselves. They're, and they're, you know, they're self-starters, they're go-getters, but they deal with issues on a day-to-day basis and they want to make sure that regulations are there to protect them as small business owners and not just trying to prevent them from, you know, making an honest dollar. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I don't want to project the idea that I don't think we should ever have any regulations involving business. Otherwise, as a consumer, what would be there to protect us? We'd still have like bait exactly. and sw- we'd have bait and switch. Right. I mean, we would have all kinds of, you know, fraud going on and, and being perpetrated on the consumer. So it's about balance for me. You know, yes, let the buyer exactly. beware. But you also need to have, you know, some type of way to protect the consumer as, as well as, you know, everybody who's who's kind of playing in the market. But the problem is, is that over time, it just gets, you know, to where there's just too much control from the federal government. And that's kind of what's at play right now in terms of we've got an unemployment problem. We've got a problem with poverty. So they decide to try to control what businesses are paying people in terms of a minimum wage as well as overtime. How do you help right. businesses navigate that kind of regulation? Well, let's, you know, let's look at it like this. A lot of my small business owners, they're trying to do things the right way. But one of the things that they're worried about, you know, is, you know, hey, am I pay- paying an employee the right amount? Uh, am I am I am I classifying them incorrectly as an independent contractor to save some money? Because, I mean, you know, the, the lure is there to, you know, misclassify uh, employees. If you think that there's an issue and, you know, you think that, you know, there's a gray area to uh, characterize them or classify them as independent contractors, but if they're actually employees, I mean, you really got to watch yourself. And you're not a big company. Like, for example, let's talk about Uber. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. They Uber were. In the, they just, had know, that lawsuit four recently. Four months ago, we talked about, or so, four or five months ago, we talked about how the Uber, uh, the Uber company, uh, you know, the app for the, for the drivers, like, you know, like your taxi cab in your pocket, uh, the, the business got sued by their drivers who said that they were actually employees, not independent contractors. And what that really does is that shifts the burden to the taxpayer. If, the, if, if these companies are truly, if they're truly misclassifying employees as independent contractors, then they're, the, they're, the, they're not paying their fair share in for, you know, unemployment insurance and, and those right. things. Because then who, who, who carries the burden? Who, it's the small business owner, the one who's doing everything the right way. And the, the small business owner needs to be careful because a lot of times they misclassify, not because they're trying to do anything shady, but because they just don't understand, you know. Exactly. A, a, exactly. And it's got to be more straightforward. And I mean, you look at the test and, you know, an employment attorney will sit down with you, you know, and I've done quite a bit of employment law myself. It's like, and it's very confusing, you know, why, what, what is this control? And so the Uber lawsuit, you know, they sued, they came to the settlement in April. Well, you know, last week it comes out, the judge says, he throws the settlement out. Of course, Uber is super upset. And they say, oh, of course, the deal is fair, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not even really a question of whether the issue is fair. And the judge, Judge Chen, this is in the federal court, uh, not state California court, but a federal court in California, said, well, you didn't even come to an agreement as to, you know, the drivers wouldn't admit that they were independent contractors and you wouldn't admit that they were employees. I mean, nothing's actually getting resolved here. Right. Well, the way and he's what, like, well, resolve it. 
that's what a settlement's supposed to do. Right. Well, and the, I think the best thing for people to do, small business owners, is to prevent the issue in the first place. And, and technically, a exactly. small business can be anything up to, I think, d- different people have different classifications, but it can be up to $10 million a year, up to, you know, a couple hundred employees. Prevent these issues, because I know from somebody that I worked with who only had like three employees, he was faced with six figures in fines and penalties, and he wasn't doing anything shady. It just, you know, it was because he didn't really understand. And next thing he knows he's rated and he's faced with a lot of court time and cost. And the way to avoid that is to call Kayan Pokola Law, correct? And work with him and make sure you get people on in the right category, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You just want to classify your employees the right way. You're not trying to do something wrong. You're not trying to defraud the government. You're not trying to not pay your fair share. You know, you just look at the amount, you know, that you're supposed to pay. And if you, if you talk to your, you know, you talk to an employment attorney like myself, We'll sit down and we'll just make sure that you're classifying the employee correctly. Right. You know, and if he is an independent, if he or she is an independent contractor, then we're going to say yes. And right. if they're not, if they're an employee and you're in, you're classified as an independent contractor, we'll give you the bad news. We'll say, look, the way you're using them, they're really a worker. They're they're really an employee, an employee. and you can't, and you got to you got to pay them that way. Right. And you know, some people love being an independent contractor. You know, you, you you get more freedom that way. Right. But at the same time, you get the freedom to pay more taxes. Right. Well, nobody loves that freedom. No. <laughs> but it's patriotic. Call you on. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, just call me at 619-394-0187, or you can find me at my website, Pokola Law, P-O-K-A-L-A, law.com. I'd be happy to answer your questions. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, Call you on. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Have a good day. You too. All right. Now, coming back. We've got the Spicoli. We've got the OG. The OG of the San Diego here with me. You know, I'm talking about Al Arias. Don't go anywhere. I got that and the Hero of the Week coming right up. Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com He's smooth. He's silky. He's the OG of the S-D-I-E-G-O. It's Al Arias here with me to talk some more business. Hey, before the break, I was talking to Kalyan Pokola about the independent contractor agreement. I'm an ICA. When I do work for different people as as a print model, as an on-camera spokesperson, different stuff, that that scenario that I talked about um, where a friend of mine I was working for got raided, I was the only person that he didn't have to pay fines for because my ICA is solid, okay? It was reviewed 
by authorities and it is solid. And I make sure it is because I don't want to have to be an employee. See, the government doesn't like ICAs, Al, because it's all about trying to get more and more taxes and more and more power to the government so they can have more regulations over employees. They don't like independence, right? They don't want, they don't want a free marketplace and they don't want employees to be free to do what they want because they want more and more and more taxes, They want to take it from you every step along the way while you're working, every step along the way when you're retired and and even after you're gone now. Now we got to fight because Trump's like, why why should the government come and tax you again just because you died? So that's so much about what it's always about. It's about taxes, right? A lot of uh, our thoughts, our American thoughts go into taxes. So uh, rightfully or wrongfully, I think wrongfully. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's about making money first mm-hmm. and then keeping it. So, but that's become like evil in America today. Today, it's like you want, I don't know if you saw the Hillary rally where she's talking about shame on Trump for wanting to leave any money to his kids, literally trying to shame him. I know so many people, and I know you do too, because of the clients that you have who work their entire lives, sacrifice so much to build up a legacy they can leave their kids. And you're being shamed if you don't want to pay in taxes, although typically it's those trying to shame us are the ones that, you know, like in Hollywood that vote in high taxes and then go everywhere else where there's low taxes to make their movies. But it's now, now it's all about your anti-American if you don't want to pay more and more and more taxes, even after you're dead. It's said in the financial press that the Clintons are worth more than a hundred million dollars. Okay. They don't do estate tax planning. They're down 50 million. Right. Yeah. And then and then Chelsea, who, you know, Buzz Patterson was on the show earlier talking about all these things that they went through to try to get Chelsea's her, her books at one point. And I'm thinking that girl read a book. Anybody who saw her give an interview of her to give a speech wonders if she ever you know got past the sixth grade. It's ridiculous. But but the links that they have gone to to amass the hundred million dollars, there's all kinds of planning going on to make sure that the that the government doesn't get a dime of it. So we can all go to that Chelsea Clinton. Well, who knows? We don't know. So right now, do, are your clients like I am coming to you going, I'm scared now that this death tax thing, that, that if Trump doesn't get elected, that Hillary, because she's out there saying on the stump, uh, we are going after, word for word, we are going after rich people. We are going after big corporations. That's who you represent. They've been going after big people, big earners, big estates for the entire Obama administration. This is nothing new. So you don't see that it's going to get any worse if Hillary gets elected? Well, how could it get worse? <laughs> oh, we could. We could end up we could end up like Venezuela because yeah, 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 it could get worse. I mean, they really want talk about a progressive tax out. I mean, they really want 90% coming out. They want full income redistribution in this country. I think it could get far worse. But I like your cockeyed optimism. Well, look. There's a Congress and uh, you have to you you have to work with legislators to get what you want. Mm-hmm. They don't do it, mm-hmm. so that's why Obama's been a complete failure mm-hmm. for practically everything except Obamacare, and that's the only thing achieved. And he achieved it when he had both houses. Yeah, and so he, he yeah, can't and- achieve anything. Now that's true. Well, and and what did he achieve? Because now Aetna is pulled out of eleven of the fourteen states. Arizona has absolutely no Obamacare. Uh, those you know who are actually paying premiums are paying 
way higher on top of four times their premiums. It was supposed to save 2500 a month. They've got deductibles so high that they can't, it's basically worthless insurance to them. And that's all, that was all just a big piece of tyrannical legislation meant to regulate uh, the sixth largest piece of our industry. And basically, I think it was failed. It was designed to fail so that they could then say, well, you know what, like they do with everything else. We just didn't go far enough. Now we want full single payer government controlled uh, you know, healthcare. I think that's where we're going. Well, when you when you apply all of this thought to estate taxes, okay, the estate tax is an optional tax. You don't want to pay it. You don't have to if you take the right steps. Most people have desires that result if they're if they're wealthy enough that result in them paying some estate tax. Mm-hmm. It's their choice. So the rules uh, have enough in there okay. so that if you have an estate of $20 million mm-hmm. and you don't want to pay estate tax, your affairs can be arranged so that you don't pay an estate tax. So there's no need to panic. There's just a need to go to Alarius to avoid getting, getting your family getting jack- jacked up after you pass. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, you know what? I nominate. I got I to gotta move on to my hero of the week and my last week's fool this week's tool award. But I might nominate Al one, one week as my hero of the week. Thanks for being here. My hero of the week. Last week, it was the collective. It was the Cajun Navy because there was no help from the federal government down there to rescue people off of rooftops. This week, it's kind of a collective off that, too. It's, it's the Cajun Army. These are people now that the floodwaters have receded, literally have gone on their own house to house, street by street, neighborhood by neighborhood going around to help people, to demo houses, pulling out all of people's belongings so that they can rebuild because that's the first step in rebuilding. It is heartbreaking, backbreaking work. And this is why. And and who are these people doing it? See, we don't just have forgotten flood victims here. We have forgotten voters here because these are the citizens. There's a reason why Obama hasn't gone down there because these people don't match the identities of the groups that he's looking to attract. Because who are these people? Remember how he mocked back in 2008? People who cling to their gods and their guns. These people cling to their gods, their guns, and their gumbo. That's who these people are. So my hero of the week are my Cajun army, my people down in Louisiana. My last week's fool, this week's tool award actually goes to the man himself. The hypocrite in chief, the liar in chief, whose video going around where he excoriated Bush for not, quote, being on the ground. That alone wasn't enough to shame him. The images coming out of Baton Rouge weren't enough to shame him. It wasn't until Donald Trump went down there, that he finally felt shamed into going down there to help out people and bring some hope and bring some light to some people suffering in tragedy down there. And then what does he do? He's, he goes down there, not to, to bring any, shed any light down there on the victims down there, but to meet with the Sterling family and continue the divisions that have been the hallmark of his administration. So he gets the last week's Fool Forever Tool Award from me. Hey, thanks for being here with me tonight. Thanks to all my guests. Thanks to Michael Shingleton from WBRZ out of Baton Rouge. Thank you, Buzz Patterson. Call Jan Pokola. Della B. The OG. Alirius. And all you out there. Have a great night, everybody. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere but snaps. I can't do it all, people. Love you all. Hey! 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 Hey!
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.